The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. 23 Feb, 20, 24 Feb, 2023. Six continents, 89 countries, 10 million NGOs, all participating in World NGO Day, NGOs that, among others, advance human rights on a daily basis. Closer to home, of course, the Department of Social Development and its agencies celebrated the day by commemorating our NGOs are servicing the most vulnerable members of the community. To help us unpack that further is Dr. Valencia Andrews, National Spokesperson at the Alliance of NPO Network. Valencia, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Uh, Good evening once again. Uh, It's quite a privilege for me to be joining with you tonight. Thank you so much. Let's have that conversation. Paint for us, please, the picture of the day's celebrations. What were some of the standout aspects of it all? And specifically engage us the value to society of the broader NGO society. This is not government acting. These are not for-profit Um, engineered institutions or established institutions, but they sit slap bang in the middle to ensure that the integrity of society is maintained. So talk to us about their value to society in the broad sense and dovetail after that to talk to us about how today transpired. Thank you so much once again. And once again, thank you for the opportunity. to thank whoever that is listening, their listeners at home, maybe just to paint a very beautiful picture to you today to say this uh, day today that we were celebrating, it was the it is the World NGO Day that the the Alliance is celebrating is celebrating every year, and on this specific day, whether it is on a Monday or a Tuesday or whatever but we make sure that at this day it gets celebrated and because of only the fact that um, we celebrating this day worldwide to recognize NGOs as an who through fostering partnerships and collaborations give a voice to grassroots communities and interceding service delivery challenge phase by many communities uh, nationwide. And of course, this day, we use this day to encourage active citizenry within communities to move community towards resolving their own development challenges and seeking solutions. So in that case, we are actually celebrating this particular day to make sure that we are saying uh, the mouthpiece of the, the whole world, the NPOs, um, the heartbeat of, of our community with a rhythm of compassion and service to create a world that is more just equitable and kind. We are actually just saying as the ANET, the alliance of the NPO network, saying we are actually uh, 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 recognizing the existence and the livable of the nonprofit organization and actually saying that uh, government can't work alone without the nonprofit organization because with the nonprofit organization the value is that on the ground knowing and seeing and feeling and, and what is happening on the ground and of course I could also take this opportunity to thank the the National Development Agency that took uh, the 
including the health department today that were together with us, making sure that this day became a great success. Before you you continue, I certainly would like for us to have a a, a conversation where I can get every single word. And I think there's a bit of a challenge with the technical aspects between relaying what you are saying to us. Every now and then there's a word that cuts. May I kindly ask that the production team um, sort that out? But of course, for those who have joined us, Dr. Valencia Andrews is the national spokesperson of the Alliance of NPO Network. That's Annette. Today, being the 24th of Feb, 2023, it has been World NGO Day. Now, I know certainly in recent times, as recent as last week, in fact, NGOs in South Africa have courted a conversation which has come in many respects to become a growing concern of the work of NGOs. Not the good work of NGOs or what NGOs, at least in their heart, as we ordinarily should understand them, more especially when they are located in the Department of Social Development in the South African context, what they have come to mean to many vulnerable communities in society. But specifically, when you're talking about international NGOs, I would imagine there is not a concern perhaps, but a conversation that is meriting some form of attention at least, when, for instance, even in as high an office as that, of the former Chief Justice, Justice Mukhweng Mukhweng, in some of the interviews he was engaging some candidates for judgeship, engaging the work of NGOs and how some NGOs subvert norms of that given society if it's not rules, it's government and undermining established institutions of certain countries. That is how powerful certain NGOs can be. In that regard, I would love this conversation at some point to address that concern, if it is a concern, or that narrative and its veracity, and certainly the experience of you at home. I would appreciate your engagement in that regard. Can I get a thumbs up that Annette is on the line? Annette, you can hear me. Is that correct? Did I say Annette? Valencia, I beg your pardon. Valencia, (laughs) Andrews, are you on the line? Yes, sir, I am on the line. Excellent. Thank you so much, and I appreciate this, and I think it sounds already a lot better. So now, South Africa has got some socioeconomic challenges of a very deep kind. I think that's obvious to a majority of South Africans, if not all South Africans, particularly where the people are vulnerable, poor, destitute, and really on the margins of anything mainstream. Is there any way to quantify the impact of NGOs in South Africa as it pertains to where government resources do not stretch or cannot by design get there or do not go simply because, and especially in a department like that of social development where we have seen many instances of officials engaging themselves in corrupt activities where the programs of state do not reach, such that it creates room for more and more NGOs. How would you comment to that account I've just offered? Okay. I would like you to repeat your question based on the technicalities. May I please request that you repeat it again? Specifically, the work of NGOs in South Africa, where there is a high income distribution, difference, differential, high Gini coefficient, high inequality, government resources not necessarily going where they ought to go, and there are a host of reasons behind that, including but not limited to officials themselves getting in the way of that by way of corruption, among other things. Is there a way to quantify the work of NGOs or their impact where the need really is required? 
Okay, thank you so much for your question. I could really say uh, I hear you talking about the, the the government officials, government department. First of all, maybe to run to uh, answering the question, the first question is to uh, to say to you that it is going to be difficult that, you know, when one has to speak about the government department, because you must understand that sometimes it becomes difficult to blame the uh, different departments, as in like your social development, your uh, health department, or all the other departments, uh, because you must understand that, uh, uh, you, you know, for each and every single department, there are rules and regulations and policies governing every department. And of course, you must understand that uh, uh, they, they, uh, it, 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 sometimes you find that the, the, it, is, it is said that this must be done this way. So you find two or three members of the Department of Government that are not aligning themselves to what government says it should be done. So uh, uh, going back, I cannot be in the state of literally blaming the whole, all of the different government departments, but I can clearly say to you that, yes, of course, um, the NPO sector is really, really struggling. They are really, really struggling in terms of resources to make sure that uh, uh, we are going to as far as reaching out and making an impact and coming out with positive outcome, clearly because of the fact that the resources are not there. Finances is uh, fine. We don't uh, lacking uh, a lack of finances, and of course capacity building. Whereby now you find that uh, some of those um, NPOs that are actually existing, you find that sometimes even if they can be able to have a fund that they are actually assisting them to do what they have to do. You find that sometimes they are lacking in terms of how to utilize what they have been given. Uh, so now that is actually uh, uh, the, the answer that I can give to you. So to say to you that it is impossible for me to literally blame the whole uh, government department because it is some individual within the government department. So from my side, what I would say is when all the different government departments that are actually responsible for uh, issuing funding and support to all the non-government, uh, um, government, uh, non profit organizations, they can be able to have a, a strategy of making sure that they are monitoring and evaluating, evaluating uh, um, after they have made sure that the funds have been allocated. So if they can have put in place the monitoring and evaluation uh, um, system, then we can be able to say things will be done right. So in essence, I'm saying it is impossible for me to just blame government departments like that, but I believe that if they can put in a systems to control system to make sure that quality and performance is measured, then I believe that we will all be in the same page. Thank you so much. Shall we talk about the impact of the NGO sector more broadly in the national development, socioeconomic security, political tolerance, political um, rights, and, and all of these things which are embedded features of guarantees and state obligations and protections in the Constitution? Well, it's a lot, hey? It's a beautiful, broad, uh, broad question that you raised. But I can say to you, the impact of the, uh, the non-profit organization, if I could take you back to uh, the COVID, uh, where 
the, the, the pandemic that is being, uh, that, that attacks South Africa, you will understand that the most sector that actually participated a lot um, into making sure that it reaches out to the community, it was uh, your NPO sector. So I believe in terms of social ills, and of course also when you look at the ground in terms of the, the, the issue of, like I said, all the different social ills in terms of let's look at the gender-based violence, let's look at the, the um, let's look at the, 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 uh, the gangsterism, the drugs and substances, and of course the ECDs and all that. So you see the non-profit organization, the NPO sector, playing a very critical role into making sure that, uh, that the, the, the gap is being closed. In terms of political issues there, political rights, like you just said, uh, um, how can I, how can one comment into the impact that the NPOs can act? You know, politically, if our government and if our political leaders will come to a, a point whereby you saw during the election this year, uh, next year, there, there was a total shift in terms of, I'm sorry to mention that, in terms of our black South Africans, in terms of uh, going out there with a parchment zeal to try and say we are going to vote. But you could see the disappointment from their hearts that uh, it was so difficult for them to can be able to say we are going out there to vote because of the fact that they, they, they feel like they are in sideline, they feel like um, they, they are not being catered for. So what I can say is only they could be able to be in a position to can ensure that they involve the, the NPO sector to go to them and be able to make sure that they work through them and make sure because they are on the ground because people are com com complaining about the the, the, the leadership uh, complaining about the political leaders that people are not doing anything on the ground, but only if they could have been strategic enough and be made this a permanent uh, issue that the, the political leaders, the, the political sector, come to a point of making sure that they reach out to the non-profit organization. I saw that part leaking a lot. That is why we end up having an issue where people doesn't see um, the voting as one of the most important parts. So I believe under normal circumstances, um, as I sum it up, I believe that there's a huge a positive impact that the NPO sector has made. You find others um, that are not even receiving any funds from anyone. Uh, they are all over at school. They are all over at, um, at, at, at the locations, at the communities, to without even receiving anything, but to make sure that they are actually, because of their zeal, because of their passion, they are reaching out to make sure that they, that they go and speak to school kids, they go and speak and, and encourage the teachers, they go and make sure that they even speak to parents as well. So I can say, in, a, in an actual, the NPO sector really has, and it will still, and they are still willing to make sure in terms of the social issues, they are willing and ready to can make sure that they want to make sure that the, uh, the so that they are attending to the issue of the social ills to make sure that they close the gap in terms of that. Thank you so much. Yeah, the time is 20.30. I'm wondering if anybody is in a position to contribute or wishes to contribute. 086-000-2032. That is Dr. Valencia Andrews, National Spokesperson of the Alliance of NPO Network. 
Doc, here, here's why I asked that question. Um, the one in terms of uh, certainly the impact of the NGO sector. You know, when one looks at, for instance, the Constitution, because I'm always inclined to go there when I engage social justice conversations of the kind we are having now, particularly one that is located at the heart of ensuring integrity and dignity to people as the Department of Social Development really is, social development targeting especially the vulnerable groups in society. You know, when you are engaging questions like security in relation to health, in relation to education, any number of those socioeconomic rights enshrined in the Constitution, Chapter 2, I was hoping your response to me would include the work of organizations, say Section 27, that really looks at the vulnerabilities on those who for the majority of the time are consumers of social development's budget through social grants. If you are looking at treatment action campaign the, and, and how important they were at the turn of the century and as we entered this millennium, their work, their impact and how there are voices on behalf of the people to hold at times government to account or how, for instance, green organizations, when I say green organization, I'm looking at organizations or referring to organizations that engage the question of environmental protections and integrity and how they are the voices in part of the government but largely of the people in holding private organizations to account in relation to particularly organizations that are involved in mining for argument's sake and their fidelity to uphold the integrity of the environment in the course of doing business and rehabilitating that environment after the course of business. I'm hoping to extract that kind of impact from you. Sure, I understand the challenges I addressed in relation to government. And I do want us, though, because it is World NGO Day, to really uplift the profile of NGOs. In this country, we're talking about some 270,000 NGOs registered with the department, commanding some 7 billion rand that has already been allocated as financial support. How is this money distributed? Where is it going? Where is there yet room for more NGOs or less? Because either there is really still not enough on the ground that addresses this challenge, or where is there a duplicity of institutions where perhaps they could form one single entity or lesser entities to streamline their work, build on their intelligence, and be more targeted in their work? I hope this preface engages the question, which is, talk to us, please, of the impact that South Africans can learn and appreciate of the work of NGOs. Well, once again, that's a very complex uh, question, uh, of which a certain part of the the, the, the of the concern you're raising, um, necessarily, it might not be uh, relevant to me, because as you are asking how many, you see so many other um, 
organizations being funded and all that, and you want to know how is it actually being uh, the money, the funds being distributed to all those organizations. I can say to you as the Alliance of NPO's Network, uh, that's where we come in. Hence, we are actually having uh, this beautiful Alliance of NPO's Network to make sure that, to me, if we can be able to form um, a unity kind of a thing, whereby now, hence, we are having Annex as, um, as, as making sure that we are bringing the unity together. We're bringing all these different organizations so that they can be able to work together. In terms of the, uh, um, hence, you are saying, um, how do we then, as, 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 as those that are, are, that are there, up there, how do we then come to a point of uh, taking, making sure that we are protecting the, the integrity of the vulnerable group? And that's where then, where the alliance comes in, where we are saying, hence we hope we help this day today as well, to make sure that we promote uh, unity, to make sure that we promote networking, to also uh, come to a point of making sure that we avoid this mushrooming of another NPO there, another NPO there. And then when we can come together, we can be able to have a control of saying we are also attracting the market, we are also attracting those funders, even also within the government, to make sure that they see the unity amongst us as uh, the NPO sector. So hence I'm saying, and so when you are asking as to how these funds are being distributed, that unfortunately um, I can't be able to be in the position to answer to that. But what I only know, I believe, of which everybody knows, that the funds are being distributed through the grants. Um, all these different organizations that are actually responsible for funding the NPO sector, uh, including your national lottery, where they were also part of uh, the uh, the the meeting today of the celebration, they were also there to just brief as to how do they do that, how do how do they do funding, and of course, of course, uh, the consult the consultations and whatever, so that they can be able to tell people how to do uh, how to do the application and all that. But in, in coming back to your question, that's where Annette comes in, at the Alliance of NPOs Network. We come in as the as the mouthpiece of these organizations to, to make sure that as they are vulnerable, it's not everybody that will run and be able to get an access to speak to all these leaders and all these funders that are actually... Uh, 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 Dr. Andrews, yes. thank you so much for your time.